it's good stuff. Well, All right. Back. Welcome back, everyone, for an episode I'm really excited about. This is the fourth episode of Chewing the Fat. My name is Johnny, as you all know, and today I have a very special guest, a very good friend of mine, probably one of the funniest guys I've ever met, I shit you not, Mr. Timothy Daniels. Oh, wow. Okay, so overperforming is definitely a thing today. (laughs) Welcome to the show, buddy. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, Well, let's see. Big brother of four. Uh, Moved into the city about five years ago, left not too long after that. Um, been a part of the industry. That's where I met Johnny at Bisha and um, a huge, huge love for theater and all of its. And definitely a performer. And definitely. You a should performer. see this fucking kid dance. I swear to God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, Tim, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. And today, Tim, we, we're going to talk about your mama. Talk about my mama. We're going to we're going to talk about our mothers today on yeah. this episode and why we both believe it's so important for a son, especially to have um, a solid bond with his mother. And I mean, it's take nothing away from fathers, but this show is about mothers. This show is about our moms. I'm a mama's boy. I would definitely consider you a mama's boy. Thousand percent. So this is gonna be a little bit lighter today, but it's gonna, we're gonna have a lot of fun with it. So sit back and enjoy us exposing ourselves as fucking mama's boys. Oh yes, big babies. Which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. No, it's a strength. So. In your opinion, what would you define a mama's boy as for our, for our listeners out there? Ooh, that's a good question. I would say that a mama's boy is someone who's just, who's got an utmost respect for the one that gave birth to them. Mm-hmm. It's, and it translates. I mean, you, you he, I think just by, almost by association, you end up becoming a bit of a feminist. Um, so you can kind of tie those things together, but a mama's boy, Jesus, you, when, when you think of love, when you think of parenthood, when you think of what it is to be an adult, when, when you, when you just think about relationships in a whole, I think a mama's boy tends to refer to whatever she was to him. And, uh, uh, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm high as shit. So that was confusing. (laughs) (laughs) It was, it's when a man, when a man <laughs> when loves a, a woman. Um, what I, that was okay, a lot. That Sorry. was a lot to, to swallow there. So what I think a mama's boy is, is a guy that's considered to be, let's say, quote unquote, a little too close to his mom. Like mm. she worships, he worships the ground she walks on. He Maybe he's a bit of a suck. You know, he goes crying to mommy, all that kind of stuff. I think that's like mm. the negative connotation. Yeah, definitely. Interpretation of what a mama's boy is. I'm very happily a mama's boy. Yeah. Like, it's not to say that I don't have a relationship with my dad, but mom is just like, my mom is the type of person that I can pretty much, I can tell her about my sex life. I can tell her about some drug stories yeah. and some drinking stories. She's still my mother. I don't want her to fucking crucify me. But, no, no. Um, <laughs> I think... Being a mama's boy is, is kind of a good thing just because you get that. It's almost a, like an extra special bond because mm-hmm. mom, you know, mom's in your corner. Mm-hmm. Mom's got your back. Like mama's mama's got your back at the Absolutely. end of the day. And I mean, I think a good example of that is, is, you know, as much as she loves you, she'll still discipline your ass. Yeah. And that's what being a good mom is about. So, I mean, let's talk about discipline. What was discipline like in your household growing up? Well, I mean, we come from a Caribbean Christian background, so... 
Um, is that considered extremely religious? It's yeah, yeah. It's pretty. It's it's pretty. Like God is law. God is law, mm-hmm. and the hand of God was fierce. Like mm-hmm. I, I, we used to get whoop. Yeah, we got whoopings as kids. And, oh and, yeah, yeah. Oh man, I don't think I would have been set straight if it wasn't for that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, given the time, it was just what parents used to do. But the island, the island parents, they they definitely didn't spare the rod and spoil the child. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, discipline, especially because okay, like what? So mm-hmm. would, would you get spanking? Would you get like a like a like a stick? Would you get the ruler like on the knuckles? What was like? Tell me about some of the discipline. What was some of the shit? Have you heard of the ghetto smack? Was that like what's that backhand? No, 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 no. Okay, the ghetto smack is anything that's within arm's reach. You gonna get it. Oh. <laughs> so like whatever was in driving distance yeah, yeah, is what yeah. she was gonna use to oh, hit you. Yeah. Sometimes I thought she had the force. Like I'm like, where'd you get this spatula from? We're in the living room. God damn. You better hope you're not doing shit wrong in the tool shed. <laughs> Thank God we didn't yeah, have one. Yeah. <laughs> With a hammer. Yeah. So like um, the like, ghetto. So whatever was in with arms reach, it was gonna get you. It was. It was gonna get you. Yeah. Holy, what was the I guess we'll say the what was the oddest thing that she ever smacked you with? Um, I mean, I, I guess I found it odd at the time, but it's it's I found out later that it's pretty common. Um, a high heel shoe. Okay, with yeah. the heel? No, 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 no. Okay, the, the heel was the handle. Okay, I, was <laughs> say, I hope that shit's a fucking wedge. Yeah, but. yeah, no, it, the heel was the handle. It's like okay, yeah, you get you get the you get like the flat end of the the heel like to your butt. Okay, yeah. But um, I, I'm okay. I'm making my mom sound like a tyrant, and that's not no, the case. no. That's that's we're here to talk about our mamas, okay? Yeah. The good and the bad. We're being honest. We're being yeah. open. We love our mothers. Yeah, mamas boys. Yeah, and and okay. I will I will definitely say to her defense, and I'm not like I'm not trying to like big her up or or try to defeat the fact that you're such, that kind you're of stuff such is a weird. fucking mama's boy. Yeah, you're such a mama's boy. <laughs> <laughs> I defend my mama. Yeah. I love her. And um, so, so my mom did all of those. She did that to John and I predominantly back when we were little. Mm-hmm. She came from one, that was what she grew up with, but even worse, like the stories that she told me, the way that she got beat by her elders, her mm-hmm. elders, not even just her parents. Yeah. Um, she was not even giving us half of that stuff. Yeah, well, I think that's as we go, like I've, I've never spanked my son, like I've, Snapped at him. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I mean, like, I've not even like threatened that I was gonna hit him, but like, just to say, I'm fucking six five. Like, yeah, I stand up, and he's like, oh, okay, we're good. <laughs> Still, like, so far, he's gonna get bigger. Yeah, oh yeah. But yeah, it, I think with every generation, I think no matter where you are, it's a little less fucking intense. It tapers off for sure. Right? Because when I was young, mom, like, we didn't get like beat, beat. But if we fucked up, like, we got hit. Mom or dad, like, we got hit. It wasn't, you know five hours of fucking spanking no 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 or dad throwing left hooks no it was like there was a ruler Mm -hmm. there was a ruler or there was a slipper Mm -hmm. or like a wooden spoon or spatula whatever was around but i think like i don't know if you got the psychological fucking trauma or the psychological warfare but my parents would make you go get it yeah they would make you go get go get like you fuck up like you break something in the house like Go get the ruler. You're like, ah, oh, fuck. Oh, like, it was, like, you open that drawer as slowly as mm. possible, praying that it wasn't there <laughs> or that it had turned into like velvet rope or something. <laughs> you're just like, please don't be a fucking. And you're like, fuck, there's that ruler. Yeah. And like, you'd do like, I'd, I'd rub it on my leg to try and warm it up because I was like, it would hurt as much. It would hurt less if it's warm than if it's cold. And like, Jesus. the 
the psychological when you're handing it and you're waiting and they would like we get hit on the knuckles oh okay. be on the knuckles with a wooden spoon God. or other wood ruler yeah and you're just you're waiting for it and you're just like with like a bit just fucking do it already like <laughs> i don't want to wait just oh, do it man and they would always hit the sweet spot mm -hmm. like it was like jedi Mom had Jedi senses. She knew exactly what knuckle to hit <laughs> and how hard to hit it. Not like not gonna draw blood, but no. it's gonna sting. It's gonna hurt. Ah, yeah, yeah. I remember okay. that shit. So I had to go get mine, and usually, usually it was either a stick. So I had to go pull a stick off of a tree. So called, called a switch. The switch. Called a switch. Yeah. My, so my mom, like in her Caribbean, actually, like go get the switch. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she would do this thing where she'd look up, like her nose, yeah. like I could see up her nose, but I could also see her eyes, like digging into my soul when she did it. <laughs> and and uh, we lived in an apartment on the fifth floor at the time. <laughs> so I would leave the house, yeah. lock the door, go down the elevator. So there's all of this like stuff in my head. She like, made you go pick a stick from a tree. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You had to pick, yeah. like, not just the type of weapon, but the specific. Yeah, yeah, she was like, eight. you had to pick a right, a, a, a perfect stick for you to get whipped with. Because mm -hmm, if you oh didn't. Oh my fucking, well, you picked the stick too small. If you picked the stick that broke was the worst thing. Because it, <laughs> it could, oh my fucking God, <laughs> yeah. I thought I had it. Oh, but no, I think, I think the knuckles are worse. I think the knuckles are worse. Because I would, I personally, I would have taken the belt. And also my mom had a whole, she had a whole rack of belts. Yeah. You would have to, she left in the closet. Her weapons on display. <laughs> she don't even wear a belt, they're just weapons on display. And like, so like you would open up the sliding closet. Oh, there they yeah, were. Yeah. And you'd always pick the weakest Like one. a dungeon master's yeah. fucking tools. You're just like, which one am I picking today? Really? Yeah. But honestly, oh I God. I would have taken that over getting smashed in the knuckles. I mean, I think my hands are just too sensitive, but. Fair. Yeah. We got you, like it was the one of the worst things that ever happened. Like you said, because the, the stick that breaks. Yeah. One night. My mom was in the kitchen and like we all like when we were growing up we weren't wealthy by any means mm. so we had a lot of nights where it was pasta and sauce okay this pasta and sauce super yeah. cheap to make throw some meatballs in there mm -hmm. a little bit of ground beef it's super super cheap mm. feeds a family of five yeah like it was very economical it was good and it was very economical yep. it was great yeah so one night my mom was in the kitchen like stirring the sauce up with a spoon and i i don't remember what i said but I said something snarky, mm. like just something out of out of line. Okay. And she had the whole mom flip the switch and like the the ghetto slap or whatever you want to call it, the closest thing she had was the spoon. Oh. But it was it had like it was she was using it to stir sauce. <laughs> so she's fucking chasing me around the kitchen, trying to hit me, <laughs> hit me with this spoon and fucking sauce. It's go it looks like one of those spray like paintings. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like a, like a like a CSI scene where there was a slashing death <laughs> with sauce and she finally hits me on the back with it and the fucking spoon broke. Oh no. And so that should have been it, but I started laughing because I was like, you broke the spoon. So it did not go over well. And no. I can't remember. I think I want to assume that I was the one who had to clean the fucking kitchen up. Yeah, yeah. I want yeah. to assume. I don't remember that specific, but I want to assume. But mm -hmm. that was probably the oddest slash funniest thing that I have endured as discipline. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, weird, it was in the kitchen with sauce. But I mean, that brings <laughs> us brings me to my next point, um, food. So what was your mom like, or what is your mom like in the kitchen? Like, what does she throw down? Is she kind of, like, kind of casual about it? Because she, could she fucking cook? Oh, yeah. Okay, tell yeah. me about it. So Sunday afternoons, <laughs> best dinner, hands down, every year of my life. Mm -hmm. So we used to go to church, um, get us all ready. And before we left the house, my mom had already had stuff like 
brewing in, in crock pots. Oh. And so, like, I mean, you're sitting in church, you're just like, I can't wait for this cocktail. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jesus, but I can't be here. And um, and when we got home, when she really, when she really doled it out, it was it was magical. It's like we we used to live in the West End, and I remember those moments where we all sat down at the dinner table after my mom prepped Sunday. You you weren't even I, I I didn't feel like I was there like it was like she the way that she cooked like you could just you could feel the love mm-hmm. out of it you could feel um, all of the things that she learned as a as a Caribbean woman like all of her grandma's favorite dishes like she brought those down yeah and uh, yeah that was beautiful but also as a single mother the one thing that astounded me was when she used to come home from work and there was nothing in the fridge I mean we did we didn't we didn't have a lot of money to go with mm-hmm. she was she. She still works at Winners. She provided a house for four kids, did it all by herself yeah. since I was 10. And she would manage to come home, take a look at the cabinets. And I remember one day in particular where there was nothing, there was nothing to, to eat, or at least us kids, we thought Yeah, so. yeah, we thought there's nothing that's easily and readily available. We she, can't eat. She opened the door, walked into the kitchen, didn't even take her shoes off cooked dinner in less than 15 minutes and it was the most gangster shit i've oh, it ever it was just it was it was it was rice and peas and then she ended up like making she ended up like firing up this chicken really quickly and just because we loved it like all of my siblings just because she made like a side of, of macaroni and cheese of course she did and and it was like but i remember it was like i walked into my room grabbed something i came back dinner was done like that was after that's a long mom, that's mom power. Exactly. That's mom power. That's mom power. It's, yeah. yeah, it's and I mean my mom my mom can cook. We have a thing in my house essentially where like there was baking and there was cooking and mom and dad mm. kind of did both, but it was mm. never like this is going to be some gourmet shit. No. Like we had like we we have our dishes. Like my yeah. dad makes like an offensively good tortillero. It's a French it's a French meat pie. Like that's the Ooh. one thing he makes every Christmas. That's like blah blah blah. It's the recipes that he was passed down his tradition. My mom, although she was a very good cook and she is a very good cook, my mom is very frugal, mm. very direct with her cooking. It was just like, okay, cool. We don't have a lot of money. What can I combine that is both effective and inexpensive and delicious? So she would do a lot of those like Campbell's recipes. Remember the yeah. recipes in the back of the Campbell's yeah, soup? Yeah, 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 yeah. And she did one, and to this day, it's in my top three favorite foods of all time. And it's it was with Campbell's cream mushroom soup, and it's a cream of mushroom lasagna. Get out of here. Cream of mushroom lasagna, and it's like, say what you want to say, if you don't like mushrooms, you're not gonna fucking like it. So if you don't like mushrooms, this does not apply to you. If you like mushrooms, then you're probably gonna like cream mushroom soup, mm-hmm. as most people do. Mm-hmm. So it was instead of, instead of like pasta sauce, mm-hmm. it was essentially like cream mushroom soup as the sauce. So it was a cream of mushroom soup lasagna, and buddy, let me fucking tell you, <laughs> tell like, me, that's one of those meals. I'm 36 years old. If my mom is like, "You want cream mushroom lasagna?" Absolutely. Like, I, don't give a, <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck. I'll eat it. Like I'll eat it from like with a bib, yeah, and like in a high chair <laughs> no. with my little booties on, like, yeah, to take me back to being a kid. That dish is fucking amazing. Yeah, and it was a lot of, a lot of simple cooking like really yeah. really good meals like i said pasta and sauce mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff so definitely in the kitchen like our mothers were very very different your mom had all like the family recipes and all mm-hmm. that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. whereas we had 
the kind of like what's like what's available will make it work and that's mm-hmm. that was uh, part of that was was how I was raised and kind of the stuff so I mean that was fun how does that how does that translate for you now like as a as a parent me um I'd like to say that I'm frugal yeah like and I'm very I don't I'm not a great cook I can cook but I'm not like you know I have no real family recipes that I've taken mm-hmm. like I haven't I never took my dad's tortilla recipe mm-hmm. I never took my grandmother's turkey pie recipe it was just I cook more out of necessity not that I said that I don't love food yeah of course. but I cook more out of necessity so like when my when I have my son like I'll make us a good meal yeah like, it's yeah, gonna yeah, be yeah. it'll be like pork chops and mashed potatoes mm-hmm. or we'll do like a, a vegan it's not even that like it just just I think hearty food mm-hmm. that is also easy and cheap nice. like you could i could do yeah. a chicken cacciatore or something like that but a 10 year old kid's not gonna fucking appreciate that no no, no i'll no, just no. do chicken and pasta yeah like that's he'll like that just as much and that's gonna cost me a hell of a lot less than mm-hmm. getting all the ingredients to make a fancier mm-hmm. meal mm-hmm. that's where i'm at right now yeah, yeah 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 and um i think a big part of that is just what you were taught if you were paying attention yeah. and if, if you give a shit about your mom being in the kitchen. Like you mm-hmm. like to cook because your mom loved to cook. Yeah, yeah. I don't love to cook. My parents didn't love to cook. So it wasn't Fair a enough. huge, it wasn't something that was handed down and huge priority. Okay. But what was the priority? I'm taking this over. I'm no, sorry. that's fine. Please yeah. do. Um, priority like like what was the thing that like you really grabbed from your from your mom? From my you? mom? Yeah. Just the biggest thing for me is be who you are. Mm. That's the biggest, because my mom is herself to a fault. Like she doesn't, she doesn't give a shit. She has no filter. Like she has common sense, but she does not have a filter. Okay. Like, whereas some people, like if there was a mistake on a bill or, you know, even returning, like how many people do you know? Like if somebody doesn't fit, they actually return it to the store. Not very Like, cute. it's like, yeah. yeah, it's a great concept, but it's like, I'm lazy. Like, yeah. I don't care. No, like, no, no. I'll find someone to wear it, or I'll make it work, or I'll let, leave it hanging in my closet. Exactly. Until I throw it out. People are fucking lazy. My mom, no, no, no. It could have been, like, a roll of toilet paper. Like, or it's like a package of toilet paper, yeah. and, like, you know, the next week, it's on sale. It's like, <laughs> actually, like, I went and paid full, I paid for this, but you guys were having a sale the next couple of days. I'd like the difference back. Like, wow. like my mom, my mom doesn't care. Like my mom does what she feels is right. Yeah. And most cases she is because she's she's a fucking clever person. Like mm-hmm. you can't bullshit my mom. No, no, no. I no. think that's with most most moms. Yeah. But with my mom especially, especially, mm-hmm. especially, mm-hmm. Uh, you can't put anything past her. Like, no. She's so fucking clever, and I think a big part of that is because she's always just been herself, and she mm-hmm. taught me to she taught me to be myself. So yes. Yeah. Whatever the fuck it is, people don't like it, then fuck them. Yeah. Like my mom is that mentality. She doesn't give a shit. Like, she's very much herself. So that's what I learned from my mom. What about you? What's your mom's name? Christine. Christine, thank you for giving me one of the realest motherfuckers <laughs> of all time. God damn it, you should be proud. I'm loving this. I'm loving this. Be you. Yeah, be you. What's your, what's your mother's name? My mom's Eugenie. Eugenie, of course she is. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, did, what did Eugenie instill in you? Um... Oh man! Um, if you had to pick a quality, if I had to, or pick, a trait, if I had to, yeah, it's 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 unconditional love, and and that sounds really really kitschy, but the way that she laid it down for me as as a kid, she, you know what? It, it's, I mean, that's what mothers teach us. It was this one saying. If I could, if I could put my lifestyle into one saying, it was um, her grandmother 
told her one day, if a man does 99 bad things and one good thing, remain praising the good thing. And and it's not like let everyone be a put like let everyone push you over or give everyone the benefit of the doubt. But just don't fill your mind with what the rest of the negative world is trying to push on you. That's not easy to do. It is not. It is not. It took and me I, mean, I know I've known Tim for for a couple of years now, and I mean I can attest to the fact that he is one of those people. I've got a couple of friends who are just fucking oozing with positivity like it's very difficult to bring this man down so i mean i believe you when Mm -hmm. i when you say that that's what your mother taught you because i see it in you every time we interact Mm -hmm. you're just one of those fucking pricks who's always smiling (laughs) god damn it it pisses me off i was like what you're so fucking happy about you're always fucking happy no that's that's i think that's really important and i mean yeah that brings us to uh so my next point, why it's so painful when you disappoint your mother. Mm-hmm. It's like, I mean, especially as guys, like, yeah. you'll, you'll fuck up, piss off your dad. It yeah. is what it is. Yeah. You'll piss off or disappoint the male role models in your life. At some point, nobody's perfect. For sure. But when you, like, when you hear those words from your mother, and I'm sure most guys have heard it, I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. Oh, boy. You might as, like, you're just begging. You're like, don't be mad. Be furious. <laughs> yes. Be, fu- punch me in the fucking <laughs> face. Anything. Be mad, hate me, just don't be disappointed, because that shit hits different. It, oh, my God. I, and, yeah, sorry. Sick. I remember the first time I heard that, I felt sick for a week. I'm like, I'm, and this kind of attests to the fact that I'm just a little, I'm a little baby bitch when it comes to my mom, and uh, and I, I I couldn't feel that. I'd rather her hit me. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, because that doesn't linger. No. It's and there's a look like they get that look on their face. Mm-hmm. Or you see it, even if they're trying to hide it, where you're just like, oh my god, I let this woman down. Yeah. I let this woman down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I remember. remember yeah, it was, it was years, like years ago. I was a kid and I got, I got scooped up. I got picked up for possession of marijuana. This is back when it was a no, no. Mm-hmm. And I ended up, there was a whole confusion. I had like three grams on me. Okay. And there was this whole confusion because I was with somebody else who had more that I got fucking, I got chucked in holding and essentially they forgot about me for like, <laughs> for like 18 hours or some oh shit. So like God. my girlfriend didn't know where I was. My job didn't know where I was. I just got, I was picked up and I was in fucking holding. And my dad ended up tracking me down and coming to get me. And as scared as I was on that car ride home, I was like 21. Mm-hmm. On that car ride home, like it's my dad was fucking furious. I knew when I got home, mm-hmm. my mom was going to be so disappointed in me. Yeah. And I wasn't even thinking about the car ride home, like how pissed off dad was. I didn't give a shit what I was going to get, yeah. but it was just like to know my mother's face. Like your son is in, your son is being held for possession of drugs, marijuana, but back then it was drugs, narcotics. Yeah. So like the disappointment, oh mm-hmm. my fucking God. Mm-hmm. Disappointing your mama is, it hurts. It hurts so bad. It really does. Have you ever like, when's the last time or a bad one that you felt that you let Eugenie down? Uh, so it was when it was when I first moved into the city, and and honestly, I did it because it, there was a huge fallout between her and I. She she caught me with a packet of cigarettes in my in my bedroom at home. How old were you? I was twenty. 
Yeah. It's 20 years old and, and uh, just because of the way that she was brought up, it, w- it was really hurting her to know that her son was smoking and sent me a text message saying, you either pick this or your home. And I had a little bit of money. I'd been working in the bar for quite a, for quite a while and I just had enough to get me by. And so I chose, I chose the cigarettes over my mother. Stupidest thing. <laughs> now that I'm saying it, I'm yeah. like, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this will go over well. Yeah, yeah. And so, so I ended up moving into the city. I moved into a bar and lived there for about a year and a half. What do you mean, in, you moved into a bar? I moved into like, a bar. I was a new apartment above? I was sleeping on the DJ booth. What? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Where was your like? Where was your like? How would you eat? Where was your fridge? Like, so you I just eat out. I time? ate out all the time. Um, I tried to keep a few things in the like in in the, in bar. the bar. You got a couple apples, and, like, <laughs> yeah. some cheese slices, yeah, half a man. thing of OJ. Like, man, I got really in tune with ripe bananas. Like yeah. I was, yeah, was, I fucking bet. Yeah. Forty nine cents a pound. Here we go. I was definitely turning into Terry Crews from Everybody Hates Chris. Mike, this milk is twenty five cents a liter. Like it was, yeah. it was. Mad. And so I ended, I ended up doing that and um, got into a relationship, was getting really comfortable with uh, her, like her friends and her family. And I ended up not showing up for Christmas as much as we you were. Didn't, you straight up didn't show up for Christmas? I decided to stay in oh the city. Oh my God. And I got a call uh, the day after. Oh uh, yeah, she let you stew on it. Yeah. Obviously, she's not gonna call you then where are you? She's gonna like let him no. not show up the whole fucking night. Yeah. So she calls me and and you could feel the tears behind her words and all she said was your siblings miss you I don't know if you know if it's Christmas if it was Christmas or not I love you but this hurts and it's Oh my god Yeah Oh yeah. You had to listen to that phone message? Yeah. No, oh, no. no she no. called. That was, uh, you were on the phone. I was on the phone with and her. And she didn't let you speak. She just hung up. She just hung oh up. Oh my God. Mama. Yeah. Mama, no. Yeah. And, uh, and, and then the next year, I'm still living in the city, but I decided to come home for Christmas. And the, it was, it wasn't even seeing, she let go of all that disappointment. She let go of all that hurt. Actually, she sent my siblings to like bring me stuff mm-hmm. after, um, at the beginning of that, the, the following year. Yeah. And, I hate you, but I love you. But yeah, I love you. And she, yeah. and she proved it yeah. every single week, every single month. Um, and then I went back the following year. I went, I went home for Christmas yeah. and just the happy tears in her eyes made me realize how much I was doing to her not being home. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it just goes to show you on the other side of the coin that we were going to discuss. Bro, disappointment is that your mama always has your back, even if she's upset because she's, you're her, you're her baby. You're her son. She loves you. And your mama is the first to fucking show your potential. Yes. to, To preach and to back you up. Like, when you have a good relationship with your mama, she goes to bat for you. She's like that that friend, you know, everyone praises you when you're in the fucking room. Mm-hmm. And then when you leave the room, only your closest friends, the realest people will defend your name. That's right. When you're not in the room. That's like right. They'll have your back no matter who's around. Mm-hmm. And that's what, that's what a good mama does. That's what, that's that's what right. a good fucking mama does. Yeah. Because... My mom, like my mom, my younger, my sister is a teacher and yeah. my brother, they're both younger, they're twins, is a cop. Okay. So, I mean, 
she could be in the salon or she could be, you know, sipping tea with her friends, dish, 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 and talking. Mm -hmm. And more often than not, she'll get inquiries about how, how's, you know, how's your son at the cop doing? Like, is he safe at West? Or mm -hmm. how's your daughter doing? You know, raising the youth, teaching, you know, the future generation, all that kind of stuff. For the for the bartender slash struggling actor, yeah, people a they assume they're like, oh, he's Johnny's doing the same old shit, right? So a few people, fewer people are gonna ask like, how's your son's acting career? That's right. Who gives a shit? Mm -hmm. But my mom's like, oh, you know, like like did I tell you JT? She calls me JT because John Thomas because yeah. my dad's also John. So okay, when you hear JT, she knows she's talking to me mm -hmm. um, or about me and she'll talks about even if it's a stupid little commercial mm -hmm. or an audition for something like I'm not in the room and mama's got my back yeah like she loves to praise you know her so-and-so actor and like oh like I know so many of your friends because everyone fucking back home knows me so right. she'll run into old buddies on the street and she'll shoot the shit with them she's like she'll have conversations with my buddies Polly and shit like she shoots the shit mom was real and like her, it's great when they when they see your potential even when you don't mm -hmm. they've got mama's got your back mom, so and she, and they just yeah they will always see the best and the brightest my mom does the same thing where I mean nobody in my family liked the fact that I was in a bar even if I was run, even if I was a manager it didn't matter this the fact that I was surrounded by alcohol was always a big problem but my mom managed to spin that with whoever tried to come at me. And, and, and I mean, it's one of the, th it's, it's something about, about my side of the Caribbean world. It's, they just don't pull any punches. My cousins, my uncles, my aunts, they will just, they will, they will come at you and your family no matter what. And, and they think that that's just like, that's just the way it's supposed to be. But my mom, um, whenever someone tried to speak up about me, she was the first to one shut it down and then and then make sure that if words like that were ever said again, it was gonna be a problem. And what I mean by that is she just wanted all of us to be seen in a positive light because that's just how she saw us. She was so quick to to look at the bright side of things and the and the positive aspects of the industry that I was in. Mm -hmm. She liked the fact that I was being a leader. That's what she called me in front of my aunts and uncles. Like he's he's leading a team. He, when you're she, in the bar. When I was in the bar, she and that's always like and that's such a positive way to look at it. Yeah, because like okay, he's a bar manager. He's leading a team. That's right. Yeah. Continue. And 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 she would always just find ways to to spin what people commonly see as negative mm -hmm. and see the beauty in all mm. of it. Yeah, and that's mm -hmm. that's a, that's another thing that my mom taught me. Like I don't I don't look at at any sort of industry. I don't look at any sort of lifestyle without trying to find the humanity in it, mm -hmm. which is which is something she I don't even think she knows she taught that. But her but her actions, the the way that she carried herself allowed me to see that there's always a beautiful side to life. I mean, the silver lining is there. Honestly, yeah. you just have to speak it into existence sometimes. Yeah, and that's that's not easy to do. No. It's so easy to focus. I catch myself so many, so many times focusing on the negative and to be having a woman in your life as, mm -hmm. as your mother, mm -hmm. to just be continuing with that silver lining, silver lining, silver lining, silver lining. Shit wears off on people. Yeah. Like, especially by the people you've known the longest and you keep the closest. Mm -hmm. So just like how my mom 
by observing her for years and by speaking to her, just be yourself. John, yeah. be yourself, be yourself. And watching her being herself, like unequivocally, like mm -hmm. she doesn't give a shit if she's asking a question that might make someone uncomfortable. If she wants to know the truth, she'll ask a question. Like if you don't ask, how are you gonna know? Like exactly. that mentality, right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. If you wanna know, ask. Mm -hmm. And like, I got that from her, just like you got your silver lining outlook, mm -hmm. which once again is a fucking great thing about being a mama's boy. I love being a mama's boy yeah. for that. Like, I yeah. love, like, even though there's some bad in me, we'll say, having the good shine through because of fucking mama. Yeah. And by the, the way that she raised you, yeah. and the lessons that she taught you. And to, and also, I mean, to your to your mom's credit, what she taught you isn't easy either. The mm -hmm. world that we're living in right now is so or fake. <laughs> yeah, fake. it's the F fake. word. It's it's fake, fake. And <coughs> and what is something that people envy in others, either than I don't know, looking like a ten on the street? It's it's mm -hmm. that it's that gen, just being genuine mm -hmm. and. Uh, you don't teach that in school. You can't, I don't think you can learn that. I no. think you're, oh, sorry, I think, yeah, I don't think you can be taught that in school. Mm -mm. Like a, as a course, there's as no real course no. on how to be genuine. No. Like how to be, you know, how to, how to, how to emit good energy. That's like, right. Yeah, I think it's something that you constantly have to work on. And uh -huh. that's something that you have to have that passed down. And who better do that than your mother? Exactly. Like you talked about how people envy people who can be real and people who can be themselves. It's like, oh, I, w I wish I could do that. I wish I could, you know, tell that person off for disrespecting me. Or I wish I had the courage to go up on that stage and give that speech. Mm -hmm. And it's like the only way that those people are created is with positive reinforcement. Yeah. And the immediate people around you putting that good energy and seeing that potential and reinforcing and encouraging like I wouldn't have been anywhere near as interested in theater or the arts had my grandmother especially and my mother be like oh you're oh you're so creative yeah like, oh you're so funny mm -hmm. like when I was eight nine ten eleven years old my impressions weren't great I just <laughs> no. well my grandmother laughed at everything that I did yeah it's just like oh my god like I, I need to be an entertainer because I can make her laugh and positivity like there's nothing stopping anyone from saying that you're not fucking funny <laughs> that's right yeah, you're not funny like what are you doing and then crushing someone's dreams before they even start mm -hmm. but my grandmother and my mother they're both just like oh you're so creative like mm -hmm. you, why don't you draw more or like like go like, go make a funny go write a funny play or go write me a funny story you know <sighs> be yourself be yourself be yourself be yourself mm -hmm. when everyone else is saying you know you sh you need to be this you yeah. need to do that yeah. it's just it's great when they when they foster the creativity they did not suppress what you had going exactly on. they That's encouraged it encouraged it yeah my mom uh Mama did the same thing. I, I she picked up that she loves music mm -hmm. and used to pick up these one-off Christian like R&B artists and rap artists because she didn't want us listening to secular music. Mm -hmm. So she found all of these random random people. I would pro I, I could bet my years worth of money that nobody in my circle knows these people. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But you know all the words. But I know. Like, <laughs> so there's one album in particular I used to just sing in the shower and mom, mom overheard me. The following Sunday I was in choir. Yeah? Yeah. 
she she didn't even tell me. She didn't tell me. She yeah. didn't, no, she's just like, son, we we walked in the church. She's like, get your shoes on. It's a Sunday evening. Yeah. And I'm in choir. And that and that kind of rocketed off to uh, singing got me into dancing. Dancing mm -hmm. got me into theater. And my mom, the one thing she says, if ever I'm in a in like a not so determined space. Yeah. She's like, how's your acting going? Yeah. Why aren't you doing that? Like, let me make money off you. I want the condo. Like, yeah, just yeah, do what yeah, I know yeah. you can do. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, if it wasn't for her seeing, like you said, seeing the potential in you, no one else is really going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Even a lot of times it's difficult for even yourself to. Everyone's like, you got to love yourself or get love anyone. Yeah, true. But true. I mean, even in those times when you don't love yourself, you know, mama's going to love you. Mm -hmm. And that's, those are the times when we need her most. Yeah. Um, before we cap off, do you have um, do you have a funny story about your mother that you'd like to you'd like to share? Um, Keep in mind, Eugenie, if you ever hear this, he's amazing. We're gonna, we're gonna hear, <laughs> I want to hear a funny story. A funny story about mom. Uh, oh, what's a good one? <laughs> so so I don't know. <laughs> so I was. This is when she was young. This is when she was very little, and and I discovered just who my mom was hiding from us this whole time. But it also lined up anyways. So she's she's living with her grandmother in Jamaica, mm -hmm. goes and gets groceries for her middle of the day. And apparently between the grocery store, grandma's house, there's like a couple little ways that you can take to get back to get back home. One being a shortcut. Yeah. This shortcut is riddled with gang violence. Mm -hmm. But my mom's thinking, ah, oh, you know what? It's still pretty early. I'm gonna walk through the neighborhood, get home early so that I can make dinner for grandma and an aunt. She walks through this neighborhood and not even three minutes into getting getting into the thick of it, some dude on a bike rolls up past her, notices the watch that she's wearing and decides to park the bike and wait for her. My mom notices all of this. She's like, okay, this guy's gonna try mud. She keeps walking. The dude, as, as, as he gets, as she gets pretty close, pulls out a knife and he's like, yo watch. Mom looks at the grocery bags, looks back at him, looks at her watch, looks back at him. And she's like, no, nah, my grandmama gave me this. She threw the bags down. <laughs> <laughs> the guy didn't realize that she was willing to beat the shit and she was going to get her licks. She was fighting, willing to fight a guy with a knife. With a knife. She's like, no, hell no. Talk about calling a bluff. Yeah. And uh, and he ended up jumping on his bike and leaving. He's a fucking coward. Yeah. He was counting on her to be a fragile, dependent woman. Yeah. She, and she was just like, she's obviously the opposite of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of my favorite stories about about mom. That's it's always it's always the really good mamas who are those fucking toughies. Yeah. Like, that's funny because so my story about my mom, we're both big guys. Yeah. Like we're both very tall guys. You're just shy of six, just shy of six, six. Mm -hmm. And I'm like six, five. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking I'm shrinking. So I'm probably just under six, five now. But my mom is, my mom is like five, six. She's yeah. this little, little tiny thing. And my brother, like I mentioned, is a cop. And my brother's not a small guy. He's like six, one, mm -hmm. maybe six, two. I don't, I don't know anymore, but he's not a small guy either. And I'm, I'm six, five and like, 240 mm -hmm. and my brother is let's say 6'1 and 190 mm -hmm. like he's not a small guy and to this day my mother when we used to get lippy had this combo had this combat 
karate fucking combo. <laughs> and we've known about it for years, but it never fails because you never know when she's going to pull it out. So if Mike and I are being little pricks, yeah. just little assholes poking at her, what she does is she'll come up to you and grab you by the top of your head, by the hair, <laughs> and grip it. And as an instinct, I'm a grown ass man, but as an instinct, when someone grabs my hair, you kind of throw your hands up <laughs> and make a face like, ah! Like, just, just even for that split second, just for that split second, because it takes you back to like, you're like a lion cub. Yeah. Where they grab you by the back of the yeah. neck and they're carrying you around. You're, and like, you know, yeah, you're, you're totally paralyzed. Like, how the fuck is this working? So it's that, and then that split second, in that split second that I fucking throw my hands up and make a ah face, she'll fucking smack you. Like not a full on cross, no, just but just enough to let you know that she's there and that she can take you down. Oh my God. This little fucking thing, <laughs> just the grab the ah, and like she yanks your head to the side because she's so small, uh -huh. she's gotta get you down a bit. So she'll fucking <laughs> yank your head to the side and you go ah, and you get that little slap. And it sorts you the fuck out. Oh yeah, it's her. That's her. It's her combo. It's, it's that's her combo move. That is deadly. Mm -hmm. It's like ninja cat-like reflexes and ninja speed. Like, <laughs> it's the un like you can't defend against it. It's the unblockable attack. Yeah, she's that moms have. And I mean, it's just it's funny how the the best moms are always those little fucking firecrackers. Mm -hmm. God, I love being a mama's boy. Well. I want to thank you, Sam, for coming by. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, we had crazy. a lot of fun talking about our mamas. And uh, I'd love to have you on the show again. I'd love to. I'd love to. This is great. And I'm going to keep listening on. Actually, I, never. I was listening to the third episode on my way up. It was great. Perfect. Yeah. We'll just uh, keep listening. And for everyone out there, too, keep listening. I thank you for your support. Mm -hmm. uh, this was the fourth episode of Chewing the Fat. Yeah. And uh, I hope everyone out there has a fantastic day.